But I thank you for uh, the reading. I'm going to share a couple verses. But I'm going to ask you a question. But I'm going to give you a second to think about it before I give you an opportunity to answer. Um, tonight when they were singing, uh, or when uh, I believe Dylan was reading, I didn't realize that in Isaiah 53, 4, it says, smitten, stricken, and afflicted. That was a song that was sung on Sunday. I thought that it was in the Bible, those three words, but I didn't know where it was at. And so I learned that, and uh, I'll know that. Uh, Pastor Bo, he made a good statement to say that it'd be bad, it'd be good for us to speak of the account of the of the cross or to speak of the history because sometimes people might consider story to be uh, untrue, right? And so, this uh, learning tonight. But when you um, you hear things and you want to remember them, music's a good way to do that, right? Music provides that opportunity. I remember now those three phrases in Isaiah fifty three four because I won't forget the group that was singing it on Sunday. Singing helps us remember important truths. It helps engage our emotions in that truth. But also it's a way of expressing our blood-bought unity. The words are there. We've agreed upon them. So much so we've agreed upon them, we're all going to sing them together. Oh, yeah, I forgot to ask you the question. The question is, what is a, a lyric uh, in a song or in verses that you just really love? What is an, a, a line out of a song that you just really love, all right? All right, Christian songs, guys. All right, here we go. What's the song? I remember being in a church. Uh, they would, the little kids would come to the front, and they would let kids choose what song they were going to sing. And a kid said, uh, my dad plays poker on Christmas. No, that was something else, wasn't it? He said that uh, if you weren't here at Christmas, you missed that, all right? Uh, but he said, Johnny's daddy was taking them fishing. And we said, no, that's not what we're doing. That's not a line that we're looking for. A, a line out of a Christian song or out of a hymn that you just really love. Does any, I'm going to share one with you, but I'll give you a chance um, I came prepared. You didn't know I was going to ask this. Does anybody have uh, one? You say it, and I'll say it back. David? My sin's not in part, but the whole. My sin's not in part, but the whole. How many can say amen to that? Amen. That is good. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Who has given counsel to the Lord? Who can question any of his word? Oh, did you all hear that? Who can give counsel to the Lord? Who can question any of his word? Um, it sounds really good said sometimes, right? Sometimes when we sing it, we forget to listen to what it said. Wonderful. Amen to that. Yes, Jacob? Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Wonderful. Anybody else have one? Luther? Holy, 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 Lord Almighty. Be wonderful. Anybody? Maybe one more before I share the one I'm thinking of. Yes, sir. Noah? I'll fly away. That's great. All right. All right. Uh, great choice there, Noah. All right. And so Jesus died and he redeemed a, a worldwide eternal choir. All of us should be singing. Tomorrow they'll be singing. The words will be on the screens. We can sing along and we can worship with them. On Sunday we will sing. We're singing people. The, the line that I'm going to talk about in the remaining time here comes from O Glorious Day. I'm going to read most of the song to you. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. Word became flesh and the light shined among us, his glory revealed. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, O glorious day, O glorious day. One day they led him up Calvary's mountain, one day they nailed him to die on a tree, suffering anguish, despised and rejected, bearing our sins, my Redeemer is he. Hands that healed nations stretched out on a tree and took the nails for me. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away. Last verse. One day the grave could conceal him 
no longer. One day the stone rolled away from the door. Then he arose over death he had conquered. Now is ascended my, lot, my Lord evermore. Say the next verse with me if you know what it is. Death could not hold him. The grave could not keep him from rising again. Those words, death could not hold him. Those are the words that I want to make sure everybody in here, especially the little ones, that I'm glad that it was spring break and that we're all in here uh, tonight as we head into Easter to help prepare our hearts. When we sing those words, I want to make sure you know what they mean when we say that death could not hold him. Matthew 27, verse 65. Such a great verse here. Matthew 27, verse 65. Pilate is speaking. And this is what, they tell, what Pilate spell, tells them about preparing the tomb. He says this. Pilate said unto them, You have a watch. Go your way and make it as sure as you can. He has no idea, right, exactly what he is saying um, in all of that. Make it as sure as you can. Because the grave, the tomb, would not be able to, to hold our Lord. He would be rising from it after three days and three nights. In Luke chapter number 24, which we're a few weeks out, here at this church, we will have, we'll sell it, we'll have a resurrection on Sunday, and we'll have another one in about three more weeks, okay? Um, as we go through the book of Luke, we will continue uh, looking at it. But in Luke chapter 24, it says, Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into glory? That's what Jesus tells us. He's walking on the road to Emmaus. The disciples are sad about what had happened. Jesus had been put into the tomb and they died and he's speaking to them and he says, ought not Christ have suffered these things and enter into glory? Is it not going to happen? Luke 2.24 says it, it's, it's even can't be any more clear than this. In Acts 2.24, whom God had raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. It was not possible that he would be kept in the tomb, and in the grave. Then one last verse that expresses this truth, Hebrews seven sixteen. Who is made not after the law of carnal commandments, but after the power of an endless life. That's why we say death could not hold him. And that's why we're so excited. Three reasons that we rejoice when we say that death could not hold him. There's three truths at least Three that I'll share with you tonight that when we sing that death cannot hold him, that we're celebrating. First of all, God is a promise keeper. Number two, Jesus is sinless. And number three, the cross was effective. Our God is a promise keeper. Jesus is sinless. And the cross was effective. God's anointed king would fulfill the promises of God's word. The fulfillment of these promises were shared by the prophets. Acts 10.43, to give them all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Through the prophets and their witness, throughout God's word, there's the promise of the coming Messiah who would be sinless, that would overcome death, hell, and a grave. Because the tomb could, would have to, Jesus would have to be risen from the dead. Death could not hold him because our God is a promise keeper. The only way that Jesus could have stayed in that tomb if our God had broken a promise, and that would not happen. As it says in Acts 24, 224, it was not possible that it should hold in um, it, of it. So first of all, death could not hold him because our God is a promise keeper. Number two, Jesus is sinless. Death and Satan have no claim on him 
because Jesus was sinless. Death comes upon all men because all men are sinners. But Jesus was not a sinner. He was the perfect Savior. 1 Timothy 3.16 And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. Our perfect Jesus took our sins on to the cross, and he went to a grave, and he was justified by the Spirit. He was proven to be perfect and sinless by rising again on the third day. Death could not hold him because Jesus is sinless. And lastly, the reason we sing that verse loudly and with our hearts full is because we know that the cross was effective. The resurrection confirms that his death on the cross, it worked, it counted, it was effective. Romans 4, 25, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Him rising again shows that atonement had been made for us. We'll look at Sunday at the, the, the because of the, the results of the resurrection, you know, in 1 Corinthians 15, the, where we would have been left at. We think about where Peter would have been left at and the gospel that we've been reading. As the last time he looked at Jesus, he had denied him. But then he goes to that tomb two chapters later, the next day, and he's in that tomb and he wonders because the resurrection changes everything. The resurrection shows that it was effective, that our sins are paid for. If he was still in the tomb, we would still be dead in our sins and trespasses. So we say death could not hold him because our God is a promise keeper. Jesus is sinless. The cross is effective. And so these are the reasons that the grave could not hold him. They should also be the reasons that our heart should not be able to contain our praise for him. And so I want to encourage you as we sing right now, as we sing tomorrow night, as we sing on Sunday, as you sing throughout the weekend, let your heart just be filled with rejoicing because of the resurrection. At the Good Friday concert a few years ago, um, I was trying to quote the poem by S.M. Lockridge that says, It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. How many of you, you know this? And I got kind of stuck, and I forgot the words to it. So Olivia Young uh, thinks it's quite funny because I was up there like 10 seconds. And I just basically walked up there and said, It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. And I went and sat down, which isn't what I was going for. And, um, but we, 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 I considered talking about it that I had mentioned that I might. I said that um, in, a, in a bridge builders one time. We talked about the resur- uh, did the, Jesus was crucified on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. If you believe he was crucified on, on Wednesday, then you're my brother. If you believe he was crucified on Friday, you're my brother. If you believe he was crucified on Thursday, you're my brother, and you're correct. Okay? Uh, and, um, and so I don't know. I, that's what I told the Bridge Builders class. I was convinced of uh, different ones. But all those agree that Jesus rises again um, on Sunday. Definitely won't say it's not important. We want to be students of God's Word. And so we should talk and study about it and look at it and, and see and connect passages and so on and come to that. Um, but we know that the grave could not hold him. I w- some of you are saying I look like a priest tonight. I guess that's what happens. I should, at least, I should probably wear a tie um, if I'm going to wear a black, uh, black shirt here. I'm not looking to look like a priest. I'm not a person in mourning because I am certainly aware of the fact that Jesus would not stay in the grave. And we can know that for sure. The grave would not hold him. The promises of God are sure. And so anytime we get to anything that says death cannot hold him, would you just rejoice and remember why it is that death couldn't hold him? 
Because death can't hold someone who's sinless, and he was sinless. Death can't hold anybody when the promises of God are, uh, are promised against it. And death cannot hold him because the cross was effective for you and me. I'm going to pray. And would you stand with me? Because once I'm done praying, we're going to sing in Christ alone as we leave here tonight. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the reading of your word tonight. Lord, I thank you for the account that we have heard. Thank you for my brothers and sisters in here who do not just sing songs that they enjoy because of their melody or because of the rhythm or because they enjoy the sound of their own voice, but they love the truth that is coming from their mouth as they sing them. Father, I thank you for good songs and, but more importantly, for the Word of God that teaches us these incredible truths. Lord, I ask that you be with us. Some of us will return here tomorrow night with some people, Lord, that possibly don't understand the joy that we have. Lord, you restore this joy that we all have, Lord, and and allow us to show people um, the power of the resurrection in their own life, that there is hope, there is a second chance. But, Lord, not just in this building, but as this church family goes out, would you be with us as we sing and as we live our lives out to show people our excitement over the fact that you died in our place and you rose again and you did that for them as well. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.